May they never be the same again. So we give you thanks for what you're doing, for what you will do. And we just bless your holy name. For we ask it in that name that is above every other name. In the name of Jesus and all God's people say, Amen. Amen. Let's welcome the worship team this morning, this evening, tonight. Praise the Lord. I think we saw too much of each other today, right? <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 I'm going to need some more excited folk up in here tonight. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We are on the brink of a new year. Hallelujah. God is good. Hallelujah. We're glad that we made it into his house. Hallelujah. The song says, here we are. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yes. Here we are. Here we come. Receive our love. Receive our worship. Oh, here we are. Here we come. Receive our love. Receive our. Come on, lift it up. Say, here we are. Oh, God. Here we come. Receive our. Oh, here we are. Yes. Here we come. Receive our.
One day in your courts, and we are happy and excited that we are in his courts tonight. Hallelujah. You know, there's a song that says millions didn't make it, but I was one of the ones. We are here, church. We are here, church. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, I'm here. Hallelujah. 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 Okay, so listen, let me, let me give the disclaimer. You guys know this song, right? Right? Oh! Uh, 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 yes! Thank you, Lord. Oh, yeah! Oh! I want to hear y'all sing it. Jehovah! Jehovah! And we need to say goodbye to some things. 
Anybody need to say goodbye to some things? Maybe it's just me. Does anybody need to say goodbye to some things? Oh, so while we're singing, I need you to be saying goodbye to these things. Y'all ready? So long, bye-bye. Goodbye to my pain and my sorrow. So long, so long, bye-bye. Come on, sing so long, bye-bye. So long, bye-bye. Yes, I'm expecting great 
you tonight. God, we honor you tonight. God, we give you glory. We don't forget, God, that you are our focus tonight, God. Hallelujah. We came to bless you, Jesus. We came to honor you, God. We came to give you glory. We came to give you what to do, God. We say thanks tonight with a heart of gratitude, God. The sun comes up. It's a day dawning it's time to sing your song yes whatever may pass and whatever lies before me let me be singing when it can we sing that again the sun comes up 
The sun comes up, it's a new day dawning. It's time to sing your song again. Whatever may pass and whatever lies before me. Let me be singing. Let me be singing when the
Come on, bless him. Hallelujah. 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 We are getting ready to get off the stage, but I think about, you know, oftentimes the last day of the year for me is a day of reflection. And I cannot say that everything was perfect, but God was with me. And I know for some of us, if you just take a moment, he has been the way maker. He has been your deliverer. He has been your rock. He has been the miracle worker. He has been your promise keeper. He has been the light in the darkness. Do I have any witnesses? Some of us didn't think we would make it to this point tonight. But we are here. Oh, for the grace of Jesus Christ. You are here. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You are here. Moving in this place. I worship you. I worship you. You are here, moving in this place. Oh, I worship you. Come on, y'all. I worship. Come on, stay right there. You are here. You are here, moving in this place. Moving in this place. I worship you, God. I worship you. Oh, 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 oh. I worship you. You are here. You are here. You are here. Moving in this place. Moving in this place. Oh, I worship you. Hallelujah. I worship you. Oh, Waymaker. Waymaker. Miracle worker. Promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Oh, we make a miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Come on, sing, we make a, we make a, yes. We make a miracle worker. Promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. God, we thank you for strength. Hallelujah. We make a miracle worker. Promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. You are here touching. You are here. touching every heart. Touching every heart. Yes. I worship you. Yeah, I worship you. are here turning lives around. You are here turning lives around. Oh, I worship you. I worship you. Way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that 
and make a miracle work, promise keep light in the darkness, my God, that is, come on one more time, sing away make a hallelujah, we make a miracle work, promise keep light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Miracle work, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. Hallelujah. That is who you are, Lord. We give you praise. Come on, just give him praise to see. Waymaker, promise keeper, miracle worker. That is who you are. Hallelujah. Bless the name of Jesus. Jesus. Praise his holy name. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Waymaker. Waymaker. How many people need him to make a way for you right now? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I don't know. We got to sing that song. You know my song. We made a way. You You made a way Come on sing it y'all You made a way When our backs When our backs were against the wall Yes And it looked as if it was all Lord you
Give him praise if you think he made a way for you. That's why you're standing here tonight. He made a way. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You made a way. Amen? Let's give the worship team a big hand as we... Thank you, thank you, thank you. You may be seated. Bless the name of Jesus. We want to welcome you tonight to a very special New Year's Eve service. Some call it watch night service. They watch the night go by. And the new day dawn. Amen? Whatever way you call it, we want to welcome you tonight. We know we have a lot of people that come in in the late hour. They want to be in near the last minute. So we are going to be mindful of that as well. But we want to welcome you that are here for the first time, nevertheless. If you're here for the first time, just wave at me so we can recognize you. Anybody for the first time? We have some over there, one over there, over there, over there. Let's give them a big hand. Let's welcome them. Good to have you with us tonight. Amen. Somewhere at the back there. And uh, just indicate to them that you were here for the first time. They'll give you a card. And you can complete that. And when the offering bucket passes later on, you want to be able to drop that in there. And uh, we'll be able to minister to you in whatever way you wish. Praise God. Well, this is a wonderful time to be alive. And uh, we are on the threshold of a new year with exciting things ahead. We're all expecting great things. Amen. Expecting great things. And we're going to continue to declare that. To continue to speak that and to proclaim that in the name of the Lord. But we have some items for you tonight that we want to be able to, uh, to minister to you and to us, all of us. And uh, the youth ensemble, the original youth ensemble, I think, is here tonight. So let's give them a hand as they come tonight. Let's give them a hand. Amen. They're coming. They're coming. Give them another hand. had a great 2017 and you have a blessed 2018 um the song we're gonna sing it really ministers to all of us and you all know it so feel free to join in and i hope it ministers to you guys too so We missed you guys. <laughs>
sorry. You know, you know how the devil works. We've been practicing this song all day, and I promise you we've been in a heart of worship all day. We just really want you to hear what the song God put upon our heart. And I really hope you guys are blessed by it. I'm sorry for the technical difficulties. I didn't give the track properly, but it is coming. So... <laughs>
Hallelujah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Ensemble. All I want is for you to be glorified, for you to be lifted high. Amen? That's what it's all about, for him to be glorified and for we to lift him high. He says, if we will lift him up, he will draw all men unto him. Let's give him a hand again. Praise God. We have a young lady coming to sing for us, another young lady. Her name is Dale Ann. And so put your hands together. Welcome Dale Ann as she comes to minister for us this evening as well. church. Happy New Year's.
Thank you, Dela. Amen. Mary, did you know? Bless the name of Jesus. I wonder what you know tonight. So many things, right? But so many things you don't know either. But did you know that I'm going to be taking the offering soon? But maybe you don't know something I'm going to tell you. You know, there were, I, went, I talked to my accountant and um, he was telling me about two of his clients. They both worked about the same amount of money. And one got back, they're both friends. One got back a large amount of money from the IRS. So his friend went to the same, it's the same accountant. He says, I don't understand. My friend got back all this money from the IRS. How come? And we work about the same money. The accountant says, well, you didn't give to charitable organizations. And he gave. So he got back from Uncle Sam. Did you know that it's either you give it to Uncle Sam or you give it to the work of God? You make a choice. Well, guess what? Tonight is your last night to make a tax deductible contribution. Tonight is your last night so you can save on your taxes for 2017 when you file it next year. We're going to be giving you a chance in a little while soon for you to do that. And we send you, we'll give you a tax receipt or you can get whatever you need in order for what you've contributed. But let me tell you, you're missing out if you're not doing what you should be doing because your, your Uncle Sam is going to take it from you. That's one thing for sure. But you can get back some and get benefit from God because you're blessing the kingdom of God. Amen? So in a little while, we're going to be able to do that. But right now, soon, we're going to be uh, inviting. The, we're going to have a skit. And uh, we're going to be coming up. So I want the people with the skit to get ready. Because uh, we're going to be calling on you soon. And of course, there's also a great dance tonight. And I understand that this dance has been choreographed by Mr. Wesley. Mr. Chanel Wesley. So just so you get the right Wesley. <laughs> has choreographed this one. So let's put our hands together. Welcome the dance group tonight. Let's welcome them as they come.
Come on, give them a big hand. All right. Wow, isn't that beautiful? All right. Congratulations, Mr. Chenille. <laughs> Amen. All right, make something beautiful. Amen. And you can put your back together again. You know, Humpty Dumpty had a great fall, but they couldn't put him back together again. But isn't it wonderful that our God can put you back together again? Hallelujah. And he can make something beautiful of every life. That's wonderful. That's praise God. We give him thanks and give him praise and give him glory. Amen? Well, we're going to be having a be blessed now in a special way. We're having uh, the uh, skit, the you know, they have the skit guy boys on video. The skit guys on video. Amen? 
Well, we have the skit people at LWBC. Would you put your hands together and give them a big hand as they come right now? You're not going to even try and do what I want you to do today. Ephesians 2.10 says that we are God's workmanship. In essence, his masterpiece. Now, I don't know about you, but when I wake up in the morning, I don't see a masterpiece. Have you seen this hair? But I want to be God's masterpiece. I want to be everything that God has created me to be. And so, sometimes I go to him in prayer and I say, dear God, please take the things out of my life that don't belong there. Mold me into the image of your son so that I may become your masterpiece. Amen. Hi. Whoa. Who are you? I'm God. And I'm Beyonce. <laughs> Who are you? I'm God. You prayed, so here I am. Okay, God, make it snow in here. I don't think that would be such a good idea, because if it snowed, then it would melt, and it would be kind of yucky. You're not God. Why would you say that? God would never say yucky. I do. It's a Greek word. Oh. Okay. All right, if you're God, what does Lamentations 15.9 say? Lamentations is a short book, and it has five chapters. Why is it so short? I was tired of Oh. Ooh, I've got a good one. If you're God, who's going to win Dancing with the Stars? I'm not so much into reality shows, and I'm not so much into games. Do you like playing games? You are God. What gave that away? You answered my question with a question. I did? I did, didn't I? And I did it again. Okay, step right up. Wait, wait, wait. What are those? These are the tools I'm going to use to turn you into my masterpiece. Oh, okay. Hold on, I thought you were a carpenter. Uh, that would be my son. Oh. Wait, one more question. Uh, how do you know what to chisel and what to leave? I'm going to take away the stuff that don't need to be, kind of like dead weight. Ooh, speaking of weight, can you chisel right here and 
put it over there. That's kind of popular right now. Have you guys seen Beyonce? I'm trying to look like her. I've done Pilates, squats, everything. Nothing works. Tell and me. I look ridiculous. How is this going to work? Is it going to be talk or chisel? Talk or chisel? No, no. Chisel. Okay. Most of my children, they love to talk. Not me, not me. Chisel away. So, Cammy, through my Holy Spirit, I'm going to reveal some things that don't need to be there, and this is going to hurt, okay? Okay. You have a problem with anger. Ooh. You have a lot of pride. <sighs> you care a lot about what other people think about you. Oh. You are lazy. <sighs> you act like you're busy when you're not doing anything. Ooh. And you have a problem with lust. Well, hold on. I do not have a problem with lust. You don't have a problem with lust? No. I can do it whenever I want to. OK, listen. All I'm saying is that I think I'm doing pretty good. You're doing pretty good? Yeah. Okay. When you look in this room, what do you see? I see me. That means we need to do some more chiseling. Okay. Because I need for you and others to see me. Hold on. Don't take this the wrong way. It's just that when I look more like you or your son, people get uncomfortable around me. Even my church friends, they're all like, whoa, look at her, all holier than thou. She doesn't do this anymore, and she doesn't do that anymore. So you're more concerned about acting like God for, than for me to be God all over your life? That's not what I said. But that's what you meant, though. Okay, it is. Um, it's just so hard to talk to you when you already know what I'm thinking. All I'm saying is, I think you've done good work. Maybe we could just take a break, come right back to it. What you're doing right now is common. It's called control. So what is it going to be? Is it going to be control or chisel? Control or chisel? No, no. Chisel away. But can we chisel where I want to chisel? That would be control. Okay. 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 Okay, Cammy. This is going to hurt me more than it hurts you. Ah! You don't understand this pain! I don't understand your pain? I know all about pain. I sent my son to die on a cross for sin and for pain, and to give you freedom. Do you know what insanity is? Insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting different results. Okay, it's just that I was thinking that- Your thoughts are not my thoughts. If we went another way. Your ways are not my ways. Okay, look. I can't be good. You can't be good? I made you good. Be good. What? Nothing. You wouldn't understand. I, God of the whole universe, would not understand what one of my children are going through? Try me. It's, it's just, God, I've let you down so many times. Cammy. You are never holding me up. I hold you up with my victorious, righteous right hand. Never forget that. In this relationship, I hold you up. 
okay. Chisel away. But just be prepared for what you're gonna find in there. Cause I know what's in here. And every day when I wake up, I am so disappointed by what I see. It's this, it's this scared little kid that wakes up and tries to be an adult and dress like an adult. Be prepared for what you're going to find in here. Tommy, you've been, listen, you've been listening to too many voices that aren't of me for far too long. You think you're junk, don't you? You really, really think you're junk. How can I show you that my love for you has no boundaries? I know. Reach in the back pocket. What? Reach in the back pocket. Why? Are you arguing with me? Reach God. in the back pocket. Yes? Nothing. I was just saying God. I'll do that right now. Oh, so you were just using my name in vain. It's just a name. It's just a saying. It's not just a name. It's more than just a name. It's more than just a saying. Go ahead. Reach in the back pocket. journal entry from when I was younger. How did you get this? Hello. Oh yeah. Read it. I love Mario Ferguson. Oh no, no, no. The other side. Oh. I married him by the way. I know I was there, remember? Oh yeah. Okay. Dear God, did I hear you right today? Did I hear you say that you love me? Well, today, I'm turning everything over to you. I can't hold on to this pain anymore. Your word says that you will make me your masterpiece and make me do great things. I don't see how that's possible. But I want that with all that I am. So please, do whatever it takes to make me what you want. I love you, God. I love you too, Cammie. I love you too much to leave you where you're at. And this salvation that you hold, don't let it be some head knowledge or some sentimental gush. And comparing yourself to others, that's just trivial nonsense. And this, don't think of this as punishment. Think of this as a loving father disciplining his child. Disciplining the one he loves. 
Okay. But it's gonna be tough. It will be tough. But Cammy, you see, you bought into the lie thinking that once you said yes to me, everything was gonna be easy. That's not how it works. Cammy, I want you to look out there. And I want you to say, Cammy is God's original masterpiece. Cammy is God's. No, 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 no. Not the way you see yourself or the way you think others sees you, but the way that I see you. Cammy is God's original masterpiece. Yes, you are. And so are you. God doesn't make junk. You are God's original masterpiece. God's original masterpiece. Amen. We're all his masterpiece. Isn't that wonderful? Praise God. Turn to the person beside and say, You're God's masterpiece. Amen. 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 Uh, we're going to ask the, uh, we're going to get the offering right now. And then we're going to ask those who are going to be water baptized to make their way back around the baptismal area. If you'll start doing that, if you know who you are, those will be water baptized. Make your way back through the door around to the baptismal pool. And I know the, the other helpers will be back, going back there as well. Uh, so in the meantime, while you're getting your offering out, they're going to be making their way back there so we can start that process. Then we have several candidates tonight, and uh, we want to make sure we they're walking in the footsteps of the Lord Jesus Christ and obeying His command. It says, "Going to all the world, preach the gospel, and baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit." So we're going to be doing that tonight, and uh, so we ask them to get ready to do that while the ushers are coming. And as you get ready to give back to God of his own and to receive his blessing for your obedience, we're going to ask God's blessing on you, the givers and the gifts. And so I'm going to ask Sister Mendez to ask the, God's blessing on you and on the gifts. Praise the Lord. Our Heavenly Father and our God, we just want to thank you for this opportunity that we can come into your house another time. Lord, the very last day of the year 2017. And Lord, you have been good to us. You have blessed us. You have kept us. You have provided for us. You have protected us. And so, Lord, we just want to give you the glory and the praise that's due to your name. Fathers, we come and we have this opportunity one more time, Lord, to give into your work, to give into your kingdom. I pray, God, that you will bless as we give. We pray, God, that we will give out of the 
bless out of the abundance of our hearts, Lord, and not stingily, but give, oh God, that it will, it will cost us something because we know that you will bless us. Bless us again tonight as we are into your presence, Lord, and bless the offering may be used for the furtherance of your kingdom. In Jesus' name. two angels in the pool. <laughs> yeah, the two angels. And they're going to be carrying out the water baptism tonight. And the water is wonderful. They will just love it. It's nice temperature. And uh, they're just enjoying it. Maybe we could add some more. You want to add some more water? We're okay? All right. Well, in a little while, they get in, they're going to bring the first couple of candidates in. But while they're doing that, let me make a couple of announcements uh, while they're getting ready to bring them in. Uh, we want to remind you that uh, this Tuesday, we don't have any church services. So just remember that. We don't have church services. But everything resumes after that. Remember, we have corporate prayer beginning on the 3rd, the 4th, and the 5th. We have corporate prayer. We're beginning at 7.30 p.m., corporate prayer time. As we begin the new year, we want to spend some time in prayer and fasting 
And so prayer begins and fasting begins as well. Around, and the third as well. So you want to check, pick a date that you'd like to fast. We want to encourage you to come each night to pray with us for the new year as we look to the Lord and ask Him to do something very special for every family and every household. So we want to be able to do that. And then also tonight, I want us to do something else. I'd like us to uh, take a moment to stand together, and we're going to go into a prayer. We're going to pray for a brother uh, that would be out there tonight, would be with the parking, but he's in the hospital and he needs a miracle. Or Brother Herb Jenkins. Can we stand together, please? We're going to pray together as a church. We're going to pray together in, as, a, as a one body. We're going to believe God for a supernatural intervention. Amen? And so we're going to have what is called a concert of prayer, which means that everybody is going to be praying at the same time. And you know we're praying for Brother Herb that God would intervene supernaturally and that would touch him. And he's in the hospital right now. And I promise his wife that we're going to pray together tonight for him. And when everybody come together and we agree together, it makes a difference. Amen? So let's start. Father, we come in the name of Jesus. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord God. He needs a miracle from your heart. He needs your supernatural power to be manifested in his life. We ask you, Lord, to be in his name right now. In the name of Jesus. Cause him to experience you tonight. answer father hear and answer we pray but we ask in that name that is above every other name we ask in the name of jesus that there will be a testimony to the power of almighty god hear our prayer we pray amen and amen thank you you may be seated all right let's see if they've had any is there any ready all right while they're not ready then we're going to be we're going to get ready to worship and sing a song, and they will be sending them out shortly as we get our hearts ready and see what they are going to be doing as they follow in the footsteps of the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, there are lots of different uh, baptismal songs. I don't know what's your favorite one, but I like Happy Day. You like that one? When Jesus washed my sins away. Or oh, they have somebody. Okay, there's a young man there. All right. So worship team, we're going to ask you to help us out with a song. So we want to we get his name. And uh, so don't touch the mic, just speak into it. What's your name? My name Okay, Mr. Parker. Amir Parker. Amir, do you love Jesus? Yes. Okay, Amir says he loves Jesus. That's what's important. He has, a really, he, wants, he's a, he has accepted Christ, and now he wants to follow in the footsteps. 
He wants to be water baptized and he wants to be obedient. And so this is why he's here tonight and we thank God for Amir. So here they go. Jesus Christ, we now baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. When Jesus was. When Jesus was. When Jesus was. When Jesus was. He washed my sins away. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. He taught me how. and Moses is going to be water baptized tonight. He's following in the footsteps of the Lord Jesus Christ and we're thankful for Moses. Amen? Isn't that wonderful? Moses. And Moses is in the water. They better pray it doesn't divide in there. Okay, guys. Confession of your love for the Lord Jesus Christ. We now baptize you in the company of these witnesses in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. He taught me.
happy day. Really was a happy day, wasn't it? Amen. This is Miss Little Walker here. Let's get your name. Sage. Sage Walker. She says that very boldly. And Sage, I want to ask you, do you love Jesus? Yes. Okay, Sage loved Jesus, and so she's fallen in the footsteps with water baptism. And so I'm going to ask them to go ahead and baptize Sage and accompany these witnesses right here tonight. the Lord Jesus Christ in the company of all these witnesses we now baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit I have decided to follow Jesus I have decided to follow Jesus I have decided to follow Jesus no turning back, no turning back. I have decided to follow Jesus. Jesus? Yes. Yes. That's a firm yes. That's a firm yes for Jesus. Amen. Kanaya loves Jesus and she's following the footsteps and she's going to be water baptized tonight and mom is here and others are here to friends and godparents and everybody's here to witness. So let them go ahead and baptize Kanaya. Your confession of the love for the Lord Jesus Christ and with such a bold yes in the company of all these witnesses, we now baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. I've found a new life. I've found a new life. If anybody asks you, what's the matter with you, my friend? Tell them that you are saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled, water baptized. Of Jesus is mine, I found a new life. Oh, yes. I found a new life. I found a new life. If anybody asks you, what's the matter with you, my friend? Ah! 
Okay, we're going to get the name here. Tell us your name. Myla. Myla. Wow, that's a bold name, Myla. Myla, do you love Jesus? Yes. Okay, she has a strong yes to Jesus. I like that. And Myla is going to fall in the footsteps, and so she's going to be water baptized tonight, and she's going to be going into the new year. We're having been, you know, water baptism, you bury the old man, and when you rise up, you write up the new life. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Upon your confession for the love for the Lord Jesus Christ, in the company of all these witnesses, we now baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Born, born, born again. Thank God I'm born again. Born, born, born again. Thank God I'm born again. Sing born, 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 born again. Thank God I'm born again. Born, born, born again. Thank God I'm born again. Born of the world. Born of the water. Thank God I'm born again. Born of the water, the spirit and the blood. Thank God I'm born again. Okay. They want us to do born, born, born again. Born, born, born again. Thank God I'm born again. Somebody here is born of the water, the spirit, and the blood. And I'm going to get your name. Lucy. 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 And Lucy, do you want to say anything or do you want to just say you love Jesus? What do you want to do? I want to say I love Jesus with all my heart and I accept him as my Savior. Amen. Amen. All right. That's a clear indication that Lucy is ready to be water baptized. Praise God. of your love for the Lord Jesus Christ. In the company of all these witnesses, we now baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. I've got my mind made up, and I won't turn back, cause I want to see my Jesus someday. I've got my mind made up, and I won't turn back. Because I want to see my Jesus someday.
sister's got her mind made up that she's going to follow Jesus all the way. Amen? So let's get her name. Lucilda. Sister Lucilda. All right. She decided to follow Jesus to the end. Amen. She decided to follow Jesus to the end. All right, let's give Sister Lucilda a hand. For the love for Jesus Christ. And that you will follow him to the end. In the company of all these witnesses, we now baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. I am under the rock. And the, the rock, rock is higher than I, Jehovah to know the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So we're going to get the names. Your name? Tamisha. Tamisha. Sophia. And Sophia. Tamisha and Sophia. So let me ask, do you love Jesus? Yes. Yes, with all my heart. Okay, bless with all our heart. Amen. So we're, I think the daughter is going first, and then the mother is going to go next. Amen. That's a wonderful thing, a family. And if you're out there and you've not been water baptized, but you sense that, you know, I need to do this, we'll get you what you need to get water baptized and get you back in your clothes dry. You don't have to worry about that. So if you're sitting out there and you're thinking about it, you say, you know, I should be doing this. Well, why not start the new year right? This is your opportunity to come. and Just walk down and go around over there. They'll be ready to receive you and we'll be able to do that. All right, here we go. Upon the confession of the love for the Lord Jesus Christ, in the company of all these witnesses, we now baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. I am delivered, praise the Lord. I am delivered, glory to his name. I was bound by chains. I am delivered, praise the Lord. 
afternoon. Let's get Sister Sophia baptized. Upon the confession of your faith and the love for the Lord Jesus Christ, we now baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I feel good, good, good. I feel good, wonderful good. Every time I talk about Jesus, I feel good, good, good. Good, good, good. How many people remember when you were water baptized? Amen. Wasn't that a wonderful day? Amen. It was a beautiful day, a beautiful time. And boy, your name is now written in a Lamb's Book of Life. And it's a wonderful thing to know that your future is bright. And you know that one day you're going to spend eternity with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And he's gone to prepare a beautiful place for us. And he brought me, says, if he's gone to prepare a place, he will come again. To receive us that where he is, there will be also one day. Praise God. Thank the Lord for that. Amen. 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 We bless the name of Jesus. And we give him praise and glory and honor. All right. So then we want to see we, the water is troubled. Is anybody out there thinking that I really need to do this? You won't, you won't leave wet, I promise you. <laughs> but we don't want to not make you the opportunity if you would like to. And you've never really done so. But you've been putting it off for some reason or you didn't plan to. But you're thinking, you know, I should do this. Well, we have made arrangements for those situations so that you can be baptized tonight and start the new year as you rise from the water with a new life in Christ. So we're going to just give a moment to see if anybody will say yes. If anybody will say yes, raise your hand. You want to do that? And if not, then we're going to ask the angels to go. I don't, I'm looking, I'm looking. I don't see any hands. All right. No hands. So therefore, let's give. There's a hand. Somebody's telling me there's a hand. No, it's not a hand. It's not a, it's not a genuine hand. It's, a, it's another hand. All right. So can we give them a big hand for doing a good job? And those behind there, let's give them a big hand. 
Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Praise God. All right. Praise God. God is good. And all the time. Amen. Turn to the person right and left. Tell him you're in the right place at the right time. place. Amen. We're in the right place where you'll be able to talk, to be able to uh, even count down for the 2017 into 2018. Isn't that wonderful? Praise God. Is there anybody out there that's thirsty? Now I want somebody who's really thirsty. You're really thirsty. She, her hand was up first, so I know she's really thirsty. And she's saying, yes, she's really thirsty. Who else is really thirsty? Really thirsty. No, those don't, they're not really thirsty. You're really thirsty? Yeah? All right, he's really thirsty. Okay, anybody else? Really? Dry, bad, bad? She said her mouth is dry, bad, bad. You think that she's the one then? All right, let's do that. But tonight I want to ask you the question. Are you thirsting? <laughs> There's a lot of people thirsting tonight. So, I want you to turn in your Bibles to me and look at Isaiah chapter 55. We're going to talk about that tonight as we ask the question, are you thirsting? Isaiah chapter 55, and, you, and, and I, may, I may have some more water coming, so just hang in there. We'll find out how thirsty you are. Isaiah chapter 55, beginning at verse 1, it says, Come, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And he who has no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without price. And then Isaiah asked them a, a very important question. He says, why do you spend money for that which is not bread and labor for what which does not satisfy? And he says, listen diligently to me and eat what is good and delight yourselves in the rich food. Incline your ear and come to me. Hear that your soul may live. And I will make with you an everlasting covenant, my steadfast, sure love of David. Behold, I made him a witness to the peoples, a leader and a commander for the peoples. Behold, you shall call a nation and you, that you do not know, and a nation that did not know you shall run to you. Because of the Lord your God and of the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified you. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he's near. Let the wicked forsake his ways and the unrighteous man his thoughts. 
and let him return to the Lord that he might have compassion on him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Let us pray. Our Father and our God, we thank you that your words are life unto those that find them. And literal medicine unto all flesh. We ask you, Lord God, that you would speak to us tonight. Because many are thirsting. And there is a way for that thirst to be quenched. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would use me as an instrument. To do the work that you want done. That your word will never return unto you void. But will accomplish that for which you sent it. We give you the praise and the glory and the honor. And all God's people say. When Isaiah made this statement. It was around 721 BC. Judah. As you know is. The southern tribe of Israel. They had gone astray and become allies with an evil nation. You know, you've got to be careful who you align yourself with. You know, they say, birds of a feather. Well, you know, you've got to be watching that. Because when you see many times in the Bible, when people align themselves, they were good people. There was a good king. And because of a marriage between their children... They aligned themselves in a way, and ultimately it led to the downfall of the family. Isaiah was preaching to the captives in Assyria. They had no money. They didn't have much food. And God was speaking to the captives through Isaiah, and he was asking them a very spiritual question. A question that is pertinent for us tonight. Why do you spend money... On what is not bread. And your wages for what does not satisfy. And so Isaiah was asking them. You are spending your money on that which you think is bread. Which is nourishment. But, it, that, but what you're spending your money on. Is not going to really nourish you. And what you're spending your, what you're laboring over. And if you, if you think of labor, you're thinking of earning money. He says that money and what your labor is and what you're laboring for is not going to satisfy you. And then Isaiah makes a bold invitation. Which I call the great invitation. He says, everyone who is thirsty, come. I'll ask you a question. Have you ever been not invited to an event? An event where your friends are having something and they left you out? Anybody's ever been through that? I remember when I first came to this country and I got my job and I was, you know, when it was lunchtime, I noticed that there was this group that went off to lunch and they didn't invite me. We were on the same floor. We were on the same group. And I sort of felt left out. Don't you feel left out when you're not invited where you think you should be invited? And so, you know, they did that for a while. And then I don't know what happened, but eventually one day they included me. 
And so, but it's a wonderful thing to feel that you're invited. Isn't that true? And so here it is that Isaiah is given an invitation because some invitations are very restrictive. Now I know in, the, in certain parts of the country, people show up at weddings that they're not supposed to be showing up at. You remember that? I remember when my wife and I got married, there was a whole busload that came from a country that we never invited. There's a sort of a, like a culture that think, boy, I know them for so long, I can't miss their wedding. But there are invitations that are restrictive. Sometimes in, invitations are given only to close friends and, and relatives. Celebration dinners or invitations are often given to top people in business or politics. But the invitation that Isaiah gives here in chapter 55 is a universal invitation. It's a non-restrictive invitation. God, through Isaiah, issues an open invitation. And he says, everybody who is thirsty, come to the waters. But the interesting thing, he says, you that have no money, come buy and eat. How do you come and buy without money? But here, this was what he was saying. Anyone who can eat or drink this meal is free of charge. The only requirement is for you to what? Come. Have you been in, have somebody's going to have a party and you say to them, what, what, what can I bring? And they said, no, just show, just show up. Just come. Well, this is what is happening here. Isaiah is opening the invitation on behalf of God. It is God speaking through Isaiah that says to them, if you're thirsty, come. Someone is thirsty tonight. Now let's take a look, a closer look at this matter of who was really invited. We say it's not just everyone, but it's everyone who is what? Thirsty. So if you're not thirsty, you wouldn't be one of them. Now one of the things about thirst, and those who got the water know what I'm talking about, is that the thirst creates a longing. A longing that needs to be satisfied. You, 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 you know, you, when, you, when you, somebody said, my mouth was so dry. They, they, they really wanted that water at that time. There's a longing that needs to be satisfied. And so this thirst creates that longing. And you know the best solution for thirst? It's not a beer. And it's not soda. What do you think it is? Water. Water is the best solution for thirst. You know, your, the human body is two-thirds water. And studies show that increasing water consumption can decrease fat deposits. In fact, water helps to make you tolerate pain better. Now, here's a very important information. If you lose 2% of your body's water supply, your energy decreases by 20%. If you lose 10% of your body, your water, you'll be unable to walk. If you lose 20% of your water supply in your body, you're dead. So therefore, water is very important. Quenching that thirst is important. And so, 
In this passage where Isaiah used the word thirst, theologians tells us that that word thirst means not just regular thirst. It says it's an invitation for all who are dissatisfied and deeply feel that they're missing something in their lives. I know that in this crowd tonight, there are some people here that you're saying to yourself, there's something missing in my life. You feel like something is not there that should be there. You may have a good job. You may have money to pay your bills. You may even have a good relationship with your family. But deep down you sense something is missing. Can I tell you the invitation is for you tonight? The prophet sensed that something was missing in these people. And that's why he asked them, why are you wasting your time spending on something that's not going to really satisfy. You know, many things can make you happy, but not many things can satisfy you. Because satisfaction is greater than being happy. You know, somebody said happy begins, me, be, happy depends on happenings, things that are happening. But to be satisfied, you really have to be satisfied from the inside out. It begins on the inside. So many today are in this situation. They're focused on they think that making money would satisfy you. And you know, a lot of people think that all I need is just a little bit more money and I will be satisfied. Now money can buy a lot of things, but do you know a lot of money can't buy? While money can buy a lot of things, there are many things that money can't buy. Let me tell you a few things that money cannot buy. Money can buy a bed, but you know money can't buy sleep. There's a lot of people that have trouble sleeping. Money can buy food, but do you know what money can't buy? Appetite. Do you know we take for granted when we have a good appetite? But I know people right now that they've lost their appetite and they're in the hospital. And they wish they could have an appetite. Now they have the money. They have money, but they can't buy an appetite. Money can buy a person's labor. But money cannot buy time. You know, every time that, time that is lost, you cannot buy back. There's nothing you can do about buying back the time of yesterday. Money can buy a house, a beautiful house. But it cannot buy a home. See, not every house is a home. Every home has a house. But every house is not a home. And so money can buy a house and buy a beautiful house. And there are many people that live in beautiful mansions. But it's really not a home. And money can't buy that. You see, money can buy lust. But money can't buy love. Did you know that? You can't pay anybody to love you. If they don't love you, they just don't love you. Now here's a big problem. Many think that the unfulfilled feeling that they're having on the inside is for things. Can I tell you, it's really not. The way God made us, we are made so that things don't really satisfy. The longing on the inside that we're having really is a longing for God. And David testifies to that. He says in Psalm 42, As the deer pants after the water brooks, so pants my soul after you, O God. 
He says, my soul thirsts for God, the living God. And then in Psalm 63, David says, oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. He says, just like in a, third, in a land where there's no water and it's longing to get some water, my soul is thirsting for you, God. And so many times the longing that is going on on the inside of us is not a longing for other things. It's not a longing for more toys or more things to play with or more things that we can use. There is a longing that God has put in our hearts for himself. And Isaiah says, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. Now what is Isaiah referring to when he talks about the waters? I believe he's talking about the same thing that Jesus talked about with a woman at the well. You remember that woman? The Samaritan woman? He says to the Samaritan woman, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become a fountain in him overflowing into everlasting life. That's the kind of water that Isaiah was talking about. My friend, I want you to understand tonight, nobody satisfies like Jesus. Do I have a witness tonight? He satisfies. Things can give you pleasure, but not satisfaction. Isaiah was trying to bring the people to an awareness that true life is found in God. You know, it was a commercial some time ago with Sophia Loren that she was coming down the stairs and said, life begins at 40. No, life begins when you receive Christ. That's true life. It's found through the living water of God's word and God's law. And Isaiah was pleading to the captives to seek the water from God and to look to the Messiah as deliverance for their souls. And their souls, he says, shall come alive. Can I tell you, God is calling tonight. He's calling for those to return to him from where we have gone, where we have gone astray. If we return to God and dedicate our lives to him, he has a promise for us. That leads me to my second point. We talked about the great invitation. I want to talk to you about, about the grand provision. The Bible tells us in this passage, it says, First, he who has no money, come buy and eat. Come by wine and milk without money and without price. Listen to that. Wine and milk. What does that symbolize? Wine and milk symbolizes satisfaction and prosperity. But many people are tricked into believing that debt and money and material things can bring satisfaction or prosperity. Again, the words of Isaiah would be penetrating. It says, why do you spend money for what is not bread? And your wages for what does not satisfy. My friend, abundance is only found in Jesus Christ. We need to understand that Jesus is the answer. And you're looking for something, you're thirsting tonight. And you're thinking it's something else that you need. Can I tell you what you really need is a good dose of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And then Isaiah says to them, not only do you come by wine and milk. But he says, God has provided something else. He says, listen to me, he says, and eat what is good. First, we have to be able to listen to what God is saying. Listen to the voice of God. 
He says, listen closely and you will eat what is good. Your soul will enjoy the rich food that satisfies. Let me tell you, nobody can satisfy you like the Lord can. It doesn't matter what else you do or where you go. You know, you could travel all over the world. You could have a great vacation. But there's nothing like being in the presence of God. Have you noticed that? In his, in his presence there is what? Fullness of joy. And at his right hand there are pleasures forevermore. When you get into the presence of God, there's something different like, any, like nothing else on earth can satisfy. Being in the presence of God. Have you ever gotten into his presence and sense? Him in such a way that you know that you know this is awesome. You don't want to leave his presence. And imagine that one day we're going to spend eternity with him. Wow. The next thing that Isaiah says to them is this. Not only will you come get wine and milk, which speaks of prosperity and satisfaction. Not only will you eat and delight yourselves in rich food. Food that satisfies. He says something that is important to them, and we're going to translate it to us. To them, he says, you are going to be able to summon nations. Nations you've never heard of. And nations who have never heard of you will actually come to you. And the reason why they're coming to you is because God, I, the Lord God, honor you. Can I tell you, when God begins to honor you, it's amazing how people that you don't even know or people whom you're not even aware of begin to pour into your life in some way. I don't know about you, but I've experienced that. When God begins to bless you, my friend, unusual things happen to you. People you don't even know begin to bless you. People you run into accidentally, they just give you favor. Anybody's ever got favor from somebody you don't even know? Yes. God gives you favor. God can turn the heart, the Bible says, the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord. And he turned it as a water course. Our God is able to give you divine favor. In situations where you shouldn't receive favor, God gives you favor. And he says, so God tells the captive, if you will return to the Lord, he says, if you will, you will be an example, nations will come to you. Then you will be blessed and God will prosper you and, and all nations will turn to you for help. Can I tell you? The same thing holds true for us tonight. If you and I are faithful to God, if we seek him in his word and have a close relationship with him, can I tell you, God will bless us. And he gave us a commission to go and proclaim the mercies to the nations. God says, if you seek him closely, that other nations will come to us. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I will what? draw all men to myself. If we exalt Jesus as Savior, he will draw people to himself. And so Isaiah is saying to them tonight, and he's saying to us, if God is working through and speaking through the prophet, he's saying, if there's a longing in your soul for something different, if something feels like it is missing, it's not a better job that you need. It's not more money that you need. It's not a promotion that you need. It's not that you need to give a move into another house. That's not really the big thing. Because you think, you know, there are many people who have all of that and are dissatisfied. Because those things don't really satisfy the soul. And you know, it makes sense. You know why? 
Because God made us so that we could never be satisfied fully without him. Now, God's no fool. In fact, if you're going to make, listen to what the Bible says. The Bible says we were created for his pleasure. We were created for God. We were, in, in, in Colossians, it says we were created by him and for him. Now, if you're going to make something for you, will you make that thing so that that thing can be fully functional and effective and satisfied without you? No. If you and I can think like that, can you imagine what God thinks? And so human beings, there is always a void in a person's life who does not know God, who does not have a relationship with God. Let me tell you something. The closer you get to him, the more you have a relationship with him. Can I tell you, there's a satisfaction that comes from him like nothing else. Nothing else can give you that satisfaction that Jesus Christ gives you. And so tonight I want you to know, Isaiah is appealing. He's saying, if there's a longing, if there's something missing, then he says to you tonight, come to the waters. Come to the waters. Now the interesting thing is that he didn't say just come. I think of the waters not just in terms of plenty of water. But I want to think of the water this tonight as there are different types of waters. It's the same source, but he has multiple supply. The same God, but he's able to supply the water of peace. He's able to supply the water of hope. He's able to supply the water of finances. He's able to supply the water of health. In other words, whatever it is that you need tonight, whatever is lacking and you're thirsting for and is missing, can I tell you, Jesus will satisfy that need tonight. He has it all. Come to the waters. My friend, as we are on the verge of a new year, I think the prophet Isaiah's word to us, as he bids us, as he asks us to come and and he's asked us to come to the waters and he's saying, just like Jesus says to the woman, if you drink of this water, you're going to thirst again. But if you drink of the water that I'm going to give you, you'll never thirst again. Jesus Christ can truly satisfy that longing in your soul. Now, you'll never know until you try. You'll never know until you take a taste. And that's why the Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. And somebody tonight, you've never tasted and see that the Lord is good. You need to taste. You've been sort of meddling around and you heard about Jesus and you've heard about what God says. And, but tonight, you need a good drink. And the living water is available for you tonight. And you can enter 2018 with a whole new lifestyle. And a whole new way of living. And experience something you've never experienced before. When that living water is in, bubbling up inside of you. And bringing you everlasting life. You know my friend, when you think about it tonight. There is nothing in the world greater than knowing that it is well with my soul. There is nothing greater. No job situation, no marriage situation, no promotion, no financial situation, no immigration status situation. Nothing is greater than knowing it is well with my soul. Can you say that tonight?
Can you say it is well with your soul tonight? It is well with your soul. And when it is well with your soul, my friend, that is the best thing you could ever. And so tonight, I don't want you to let anything prevent you from saying that. Because God is calling you tonight and he's bidding us come to the waters. So he gives a great invitation. And then he makes the great provision. But there's something more. He says, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is what? You know, not every time you offense the presence of God. You know, the Lord says, my spirit shall not always strive with man. There are times when you feel God's presence in a certain way. And there are a lot of times you don't sense it. The Bible says when you sense him and he's near, that's the time to dig in. That's the time to touch him. And I believe some of you tonight need to do that. As you sense God's presence and God speaking to you, he says, dig in and receive him. Call upon him while he's near. And then he says, let the wicked forsake his ways. When the Bible talks about the wicked, he's not talking about the wicked like you and I talk about that wicked man. He's talking about the unbeliever. Because you know, all of us qualify as wicked in that sense. Because you know what the Bible says? The heart of man is what? There you go. That's where that word comes from. The heart of man is desperately wicked. Now you know that is true, isn't it? When you deal with some people on the outside, you hear some things about some things happening. We hear some things that people tell me about what's happening and some people do and some experiences that people have. And you said, how in the world could somebody be so wicked? But the heart of man is desperately wicked. Who can know it? Only God. But the Bible says, let the wicked man forsake his ways. And the unrighteous man his thoughts. And hear what he should do. Let him return to the Lord. And he will have mercy on him. And to our God. For he will abundantly pardon. What a God we serve. What we see here is a cry to return to God. The statement means that Judah was once close. There's some people here tonight... There was a time when somebody would describe you as saying you were on fire for God. But tonight you know the truth. Somebody couldn't say that about you anymore. And so the Bible is saying God is speaking to you tonight and he's saying it's time to return. I was listening to Moody Radio and uh, they had an ad on Moody Radio and there was this young girl. She says, I remember, she says, there was a time when I was mad with God. And I was mad with God for a while. And I was listening. And I turned on the radio one day. I'm driving my car. And as I turned on the radio, God spoke to me and says, it's okay. You don't need to be mad with me anymore. You can return to me now. And she said she did just that right in her car. People get mad with God. People blame God for things that God didn't do. Now I know that God is sovereign. And I know that God, anything that happens, either God allows it for a reason. And sometimes we don't understand why. It doesn't make sense to us. But we don't have the big picture, but God does. And so people get mad at God. But you know God doesn't get mad at you even when you get mad at him. He still loves you. He's not a wonderful God. He's still gracious. He's still 
gracious. The Bible says, nothing shall be able to separate you from the love of God. And so tonight, this verse tells us, here's what it's saying. If we aren't where we should be in our relationship with God, he says, it's time to return. It's time to return. Say that with me. It's time to return. If you're not where you think you should be in your relationship with God, it's time to return. And if you've never made that relationship with God, it's time to establish it. God is calling you tonight. And he's calling me tonight. And he's saying to us, there's a greater relationship that I want to establish with you. And so he says, it's so easy for us to drift away. And you know, you, you, know, you put a little boat on the ocean water and the wave takes it. And I don't know if you've ever seen anybody floating in the water for a while at the beach. They start out just about 10 feet out. And they start floating. And before they know it, they're gone away out. Because the water just takes you and just gradually takes you. You drift away. Isn't it interesting that you don't drift towards the shore? You drift towards the deep. Have you ever noticed that? You drift towards where it becomes dangerous. And in life, it's the same thing. We don't, do you notice that you don't normally drift to the good things? We drift away from the good things. Did you notice that in life you have to intentionally make a desire to move towards what is good? Because if you leave yourself naturally, where do we drift to? We want to do the things that is not so good. We want to do the things that's not so pleasing to God. That's where we move towards. Instead of moving towards what is good, we drift towards what is naturally us. Because you see, this flesh, as Paul says, there is nothing good in this flesh. And so this flesh just wants to be satisfied. It just wants to be pleased. It doesn't really care about God. It doesn't really care about what God thinks. It just wants to be satisfied. But your soul can be impacted. And your soul can control your flesh. Because your spirit controls your soul, which controls your flesh. So that's why your spirit needs to be impacted. And that's where God comes in. Because when he lives in us, he lives in us by his what? Spirit. And so he impacts our spirit when he lives in us. And so the Holy Spirit, when he comes into us, he's working on our spirit. You know, you, you, you meet someone who says, my spirit don't take them. You ever notice that? You never said, you know, my flesh don't take them. You notice you never use that term? No, my spirit. Because that's what searches out. Did you know that when you meet somebody, your spirit goes out to meet their spirit and search them out and come back to you? And that's why you said, that's why you can meet somebody and say, I just, I just like them. I don't know why I like them, but I just like them. Have you noticed that? Strangers. The first time you met this person. But somehow, you just like them. And then this next person... The first time you meet them, they have not done you anything. You know nothing about them. But you say, my spirit, man, don't take them at all. It's an amazing thing. Your spirit. 
That's why God comes in us and impacts our spirit. Because when he impacts our spirit, then when we begin to, when we manifest things, it is through the spirit. And when the spirit of God inhabits our spirit and takes control of our spirit, guess what? Even the person that your spirit didn't take before, now you start taking them. Why? Because God has come into your spirit and he's controlling your spirit. And you know what? Even the person that your spirit don't take and my spirit don't take and you don't like and I don't like, guess who like them? Guess who not only like them but love them? God. What a God. Can you give him praise tonight? He is that awesome God. And so yes, there is milk and wine which symbolizes prosperity. But yeah, I can tell you, lasting satisfaction where you'll never thirst again requires more than just that satisfaction. It requires my sins to be forgiven. The greatest thing, did you know the greatest weight you carry around is the weight and the burden of sin? There is nothing heavier than sin. You know what I'm talking about. When you do something wrong and the Holy Spirit convicts you, do you notice how your spirit is so, there's a weight, there's a down. And, and you can, some people can hardly move because, because there's a weight on you. I don't know about you, but I remember very clearly the night when I came to Christ. It was a Sunday night. I was the only one that got saved in the church that night. Filled with people just like this. Can you imagine? One person came saved. All the way from the back. In a church bigger than this. And I'm walking down the aisle. And then there was, an, there was a tongues, an interpretation of tongues about me. And they tell me about what it means because I didn't know anything about whatever. I came from a Episcopalian background, having no idea about Pentecostalism. But I want to tell you something that I remember. I remember after I left that service and I had given my heart to Christ. I remember I felt like now a tonload came off my head. I didn't know that I was carrying such weight. Do you know why I was carrying the weight? Because I knew the truth. I knew that if I died, I would have gone to hell because I know the right thing. If I died in my sin, I know that I wouldn't have gone to heaven. And I refused. I kept putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. Like some of you have been doing for many times. And you don't understand the weight you're carrying. And you don't understand that sin is heavy. That's why Jesus says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are what? Heavy laden. What do you think he's heavy laden with? The weight of some, something carried on your head? No, heavy laden with sin. And he says, when you do that and you come to me, he says, I will give you what? Rest. There is a rest with God. There is a peace with God. 
And there are people here tonight where your soul is tormented and you, you don't really have real peace. And you, you walk around and you smile, but it's not really genuine because things are not really right on the inside. And you're afraid to acknowledge and to admit that things are not where it is. But God is saying to you tonight, tonight you've come to the end of the line. Tonight is the night to come to the water. There is a water, there's a river that shall never run dry. And so it is that Isaiah was saying to them, let the wicked forsake his ways and the unrighteous man his thoughts. You know where a lot of things occur, everything that we do begins as a what? As a thought. That's why the apostle Paul says to the believer, he says, be transformed by the what? Renewing of your mind. Our minds have to be renewed so that we can think differently. So we can process differently. So we can see things differently. Your perspective of life is important. And your perspective is dependent on how you think. The way you think determines what happens to you. Your thinking determines your behavior. And your behavior affects your destiny. And so it all starts with what's thinking, what's going on in your head. What are you thinking about tonight? What's on your mind tonight? Is it God that's on your mind? Or is it something else? Can I tell you tonight? You're in church. That's a good thing. But you can be close. You know they said closer to church. You know, this, you know what it means. I don't want you to be further from God tonight. It is time for you to make that decision. 2018 is going to be a new year. And you need to make that decision that, you know what? I need Jesus in my life. I need to have a turnaround. And that begins with what the, apostle, what the, what the prophet was saying. He says, let the wicked forsake his ways and the unrighteous man is thought. He was saying, it's time for repentance. And what is repentance? Repentance is... I'm going this way, which is my way, and I stop, and I turn around, and I go God's way. That's what repentance means. Repentance is not just saying I'm sorry. Repentance is not just saying, God, forgive me. Repentance is actually recognizing that my way is not the right way, and I'm not going to go my way anymore. I am going to go God's way. And the Bible says his ways are higher than always and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts and so simple means this tonight and so the isaiah says wash yourselves make yourselves clean remove the evil of your deeds from before your eyes cease to do evil the lord's glorious restoration work my friend is done through our repentance when i say to god i don't want to do things my way anymore I want God's way to be my way. Let me tell you something, my friends. You're missing out if God's way is not your way. You're really missing out. The enemy is so deceptive. He tries to let us think, you know, we focus on the temporary, the fluff. It's like somebody who's malnourished 
And the thing that they gravitate to is popcorn. It's sweet. It tastes good. And you can eat a lot of it. But in 30 minutes, you're going to be hungry again. Rather than getting some substantive thing to eat. That's what Jesus offers you. He truly satisfies what matters. Your soul. Because the real you is not the shell on the outside that you and I see. The real you is a soul that is inside of you that nobody else sees but God. That is the person that really caused you to be satisfied. Oh, you can decorate the flesh. And we do that a lot, don't we? We spend a lot of money on the flesh. Hello? Let's not start. Don't let me start from head to toe. Right? You know very well that we do. Don't we do that? No, no, not don't we do that. Don't you do that. <laughs> no, we do. We spend a lot of money on ourselves. On the flesh. Decorating the flesh. Satisfying the flesh. Some of us go to the gym to make sure the flesh is, you know, it has, hello, and look a certain way. Amen? We want the flesh. But how much nourishment do we give the soul? Because the soul, my friend, is what lasts forever. Because the flesh that you have right now ain't going to last forever. In fact, you're going to get a new body. There's a time coming when all of us will have a new body. This old flesh and old body is going to go away. But you know what you're still going to have that will never change? Your soul. The soul is never going to change. And that's why no matter what you do, you are going to live forever. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? You're going to live forever. The only question is, where are you going to live? And that's a determination that you have to make. And I can't make it for you. And the person beside you can't make it for you. You have to make it for yourself. And it's all a matter of what my relationship is with Jesus Christ. Determines if I spend eternity with God or away from God. We've gone through this before. We talked about it. Where God is righteous. And because of his righteousness... Righteousness and unholiness can't dwell together. And we are very unholy. We know that ourselves. And you know, and the way we are, we cannot live with a perfect God. A transformation has to take place. And that transformation takes place when God takes all my sins and put it on Jesus Christ. And he makes an exchange and he gives Jesus Christ, he gives me the righteousness of Christ. And so when, I, when he looks at me, he doesn't see my sins anymore. He sees the righteousness of Christ and I'm clothed in his righteousness. And because of that, I'm positionally perfect and in line and in position ready to spend eternity with God. But can I tell you? I wish I could do it for you. I wish I could. I would do it for everybody as quickly as possible if I could. 
But only you can do that for yourself. It's an amazing thing that God set it up that nobody else can do it for you. No matter how much they love you. No matter how much they care for you. And no matter how much you are family. No matter how much you say it's my blood relative. It doesn't make any difference. You have to make it for yourself. And tonight God is speaking to you about it. And tonight God is asking you what are you going to do about it. Are you going to leave this place tonight, another night, and you're going to say another year? Because last year you told him, another time, God. You don't want to leave tonight the same way you came. Tonight is your night. Draw the line in the sand and says, the devil has had enough of my life. I'm no longer going to serve him. I'm going to serve Jesus Christ. The battleground for righteous walk with the Lord is often found in our minds. The Bible says he will have mercy on us. What a glorious promise. He says when we return to the Lord, he will have mercy on us. In fact, he says he will abundantly pardon. The problem, my friend, is not with God. God is always there and he never rejects us. The problem is that we fail to return to the Lord. So tonight, we want to give you a chance to begin 2018 in a new way. Isaiah, speaking to you tonight, with the voice of God says, it's time to come to the waters. Are you thirsting? If you're thirsting, if there's a longing in your soul, if something seems to be missing in your life and you're honest with God tonight, whether you're a believer or a non-believer, because there are believers where something is missing and you need to be honest about it and you need to recognize God. I, 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 know, I, I know I tried this and, I, and this, but there's something, something is missing. And God wants to satisfy that longing in your soul. When I listen to David, and David says, as the deer panted after the water brooks, if you understand what a deer, how long a deer can run without water, and when a deer gets to the point where it, it, it needs the water, and he's longing for the water, and it doesn't have the water, he says, so does my soul long for God. There's a thirst in me, he said. I need God. But you know, many people's appetite for God has been poisoned. Poisoned by the devil. Jeremiah says, my people have committed two sins. They have forsaken me, the spring of living water. And have dug their own cisterns. Broken cisterns, God says. Cisterns that cannot hold water. We've come up with our own way. We've come up with our own thing. We've come up with our own methods. We've come up with our own design of things. And God is saying to us tonight that those things are never going to satisfy. We're going to come up short again unless he satisfies you. I don't want anybody to leave this place tonight. Without not coming to the waters. Because there is a vast supply. Psalm 46 verse 4 says to us. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. The holy place where the most high dwells. 
My friend, the truth is, what Jesus said to the Samaritan woman is exactly as it is. If you drink of any other water except the water that Jesus gives you, you're going to thirst again. There's going to be a something missing in your life. Whether you have money or prestige or position or promotion or whatever you have that you think would make you satisfied. Nothing will satisfy you like Jesus. You need God in your life. You and I need to draw near to God. And as we approach the end of this year, what greater thing to begin the year than to say, Jesus, I'm coming to you. I'm responding to your invitation when he says, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. Is there a longing in your soul for change? Is there a longing in you for something different? Then he says, come to the waters tonight. I'm going to invite you. Maybe this is your first time you're going to do that. Maybe you're making a recommitment and like Isaiah, like the prophet Isaiah, as he was saying to them, you're returning to the Lord. Maybe you've drifted away from God and, and tonight you're recognizing, you know what, I need to make right with God tonight. I need to start the year right. And I'm pleading with you as Isaiah pleaded with them. Come to the waters. Come by wine and milk, which is satisfaction, which God offers you. And he says it is free. You don't need any money. You can get it without price. It is available because Jesus Christ paid the price for it already. And it is free to all. Will you come? Stand together with me this evening. Just stand where you are for a moment. There's a song that says, There is a river that flows from deep within. There is a fountain that frees the soul from sin. Come to the waters. There is a vast supply. I'm inviting you tonight. Wherever you are. This is. This is real. What he offers you. No one else can offer you. What you're looking for in life. Is not. More money. What you think you need is a. A better chance or a better job or, or a better place to live. All of that cannot substitute for the satisfaction that you need in your soul. We're going to sing it. And as we sing it, I want you to slip out your seat and say, Lord, I'm coming to the waters. There is a river that flows from deep within 
There is a fountain that frees the soul from sin. Come to the water. There is a vast supply. There is a river that never shall run dry. We're going to sing it again. As we sing it again, I want you to just slip on your seat. You know you need to come to the waters tonight. Don't wait for somebody else. Don't look around who is coming or who is not coming. You know your situation. You know your circumstances. You know what you need to do. This is the vast supply. Come to the waters tonight. There is something missing in your life. And you know there is, a, there is something that is missing. You may not be able to put your finger on what it is. But there is. God wants to satisfy that tonight. As we sing it. Will you slip on your seat and come? There is a river that flows from deep within. There is a fountain that frees the soul from sin. Here is the invitation. Come to the waters. There is a vast supply. There is a river that never shall run dry. Fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. Oh, yes. Come and quench. This thirst is. Bread of heaven. Bread of heaven. Feed me. Feed me till I want no more. Yes. Fill yes, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Yes, yes. Sing it with me. Fill my cup. Ask him tonight. Come on down, slip out of your seat. Come on down. Let ask him to fill your cup. Come on down. Just come around the altar and say, God, I want you to fill my cup tonight. There's a thirsting in my soul. Oh, you know the truth tonight that there's a thirsting in your soul. There's something more. Something more. Something more. Oh. 
They're coming. Come on. Keep, keep singing. There are more that will come. As the Spirit of God begins to speak to you, just, just spit out of your seat and come on down. Yes, Lord. I lift it up. I lift it up, Lord. He wants to fill every cup tonight. Every cup that is lifted up to him tonight. Come on down, come on down some more, come on down some more. I believe God's going to speak to some, he's speaking to different ones at different points. And they're going to be slipping out as they come. Yes, Holy Spirit. Fill my cup. Fill it up. You don't want to stay any longer. You know the truth. Why continue with that longing in your soul? You know you need a change. You know you need God to do something different. We're approaching the beginning of 2018. You don't want to be the same as it was in 2017. This is your moment. This is your time. You want God to touch you. You want God to do something in your life where you know that something God is missing and I need this. Maybe the, the fire has gone out. And you're no longer that passionate person for God that you used to be. And you need that passion again. You need that desire again. You need that longing in your soul again. And you said, God, I, I want to drink of that water tonight. We're going to sing it again. And as we sing it, come with your cup empty. Bring your empty cup. And let God fill it up. That you can leave this place in 2018 with a Filled cup. Let's sing it. Fill my cup, Lord. Fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up. I lift it up, Lord. Oh, yes. Come and quench this thirsting of my soul. Bread of heaven. He's the living bread. There are those who are hanging in the balance. There are those who are thinking, should I go? Should I not go? What happens if I go? Somebody's thinking. What happens if I come? I, I need to clean up some things first. I need to take care of some things first. No, no, no. You come just as you are. Just as I am without one plea. But that thy blood was shed for me. 
come just as you are. Come just as you are. He doesn't ask you to clean yourself up before coming. God doesn't clean up the fish before he fishes it. He takes the fish first. He catches the fish. And then he cleans it up. So don't say, I need to take care of some things, Pastor, before I can come. No, no, no. You come just as you are. If you were one of those thinking that this tonight, before we pray for these at the altar, I want to give you a chance to come right out quickly. As we count down very quickly, in a few minutes, in a few minutes, we're going to begin a new year. And you need to begin right. You need to begin in the right place. Is there somebody else before I pray for them? I'm not even going to sing another song. I'm just going to ask you that you need to slip out of your seat and come. This is your chance. This is your moment. Is there somebody else? They're coming. This is your chance. Come on, come on, come on. Give God praise. They're coming. They're coming. They're coming. There are more. There's coming. Praise God. I want you to know tonight. There's nothing greater than when you come to the waters. They seem like life has so many other things to offer you. But let me tell you something. Not everything that glitters is gold. I've had a beautiful looking mango and when I bite into it, there's a lot of worm in the inside. But on the outside, it looks good. And the enemy lifts up things and he holds it up and makes it look like it's so attractive and ready. But it's rotten on the inside. Jesus will never do that to you. Whatever Jesus offers you, you know it is good. So tonight, those of you at the altar, I'm going to lead you into a prayer. I want you to say this prayer with me because I, when, we get to, when we get to count down, we're going to count down, but we're going to say the prayer with me. So you have time. I know I'm watching the time. So bow your heads with me and close your eyes. I want you to be in before the new year. Say with me, dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for your love for me. I come before you tonight recognizing my need I'm missing something I want everything that you have to offer so I come to the waters tonight I bring my cup empty fill it up God bread of heaven feed me till I want no more Lord I ask you to forgive me of every sin, every wrong that I've done. I acknowledge that you died on the cross and paid the price of my sin. And because of this, I can be forgiven. My sins can be removed as far as the east is from the west. So I acknowledge you tonight as my Lord and Savior and as I enter 2018 I want to enter a new person as a new person receiving the living water which will make me which will bring me everlasting life thank you for hearing thank you for answering and from this day forward 
with your help and by your grace, I want to live for you and one day stand before you and hear you say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. In Jesus' name, amen. Give him praise tonight. Hallelujah. I got to tell you before you what God looks at is the heart that's what he checks as long as you say that with your heart it's not the magic of just saying the words sometimes you don't even have to say anything it's what's happening to your heart because you recognize what he did for you and he went to the cross for your sins. You know when you're going to really realize and thank God you did what you did? The day you stand before him. That's when you're going to say, oh, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. When you look across the other side and saw the chasm. And that they can't cross over to you and you can't cross over to them and you're on the side where God is that's when you're going to realize what a great decision you make when you make a commitment to say I'm coming to the waters there is no greater young girls beautiful young ladies no husband no career no nothing is greater the greatest decision you could ever make is to give your life to Christ He'll give you the right husbands then. Because wrong husbands is hell. Just ask some of them out there. But Jesus, when you're walking with him, and when you make him your first, he will order your steps direct your path send you one that will love you and won't abandon you so it's the best thing you could ever do is to serve Jesus you see I made the same decision and he gave me a beautiful wife and we've been married for 41 years isn't that awesome? And I love her, and we're both in love still. That's even better. That after 41 years, you're in love. Isn't that nice? That's what happened with Jesus does. That's what Jesus does to you. God is not out to get you. Some people make it look like Christianity. God's out to be a spoil sport and mash up your life. Oh, no! He wants to make something beautiful something good all your confusions he understood all I had to offer him was brokenness and strife but he made something beautiful of my life and he wants to do that for every one of you every one of you he wants to make something beautiful and for you out there he wants to do the same thing too beautiful of your life amen now we are two minutes away from a new year.
a fresh start. We all get an opportunity for a fresh start. That those things that we said we didn't get to do or we forget we did. You don't want to mope over what happened last year anymore. You want to expect great things for 2018. Amen? Great things is what we are doing because we serve a great God. And so we're looking to Him. We're anticipating Him. Those of you at the altar here, they're going to write your name quickly. They're going to write your name if you've never made it. If you've made a decision or a commitment, they're going to take that information. In the next minute, they'll take that from you. Just write their names and their phone numbers first and we can contact them. Get their names and their phone numbers first if you need to so we can follow up with them to pray with them and send them something. Praise God. And then we're going to want everybody we want everybody to stand so we can count down. So you want to stand? You want to be a part of the countdown? Then you stand. It's going to be on, it's on your screen over there. You're seeing it? Everybody's watching it. You're seeing it. And when we're going to get, when we get to 10, we're going to start counting down from 10 down to Happy New Year. Amen? So we're almost there. Almost there. Almost there. All right. God is good. And all the time. Yeah, we're alive and well here, right here. And, and uh, we're approaching an old new year. 2018. Wow. It looked like just yesterday was 2017. Now 2017 is about to pass away. I understood that he had 12 children and 365 grandchildren. But he's about to pass. And he leave those in mourning over him. Mr. 2017. He's about to go. So let's count him out right now. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5. Four, three, two, one. Happy New Year! Give somebody a hug. Happy New Year, Happy New Year, Happy New Year. A blessed. You made it. He made a way. Let's let's leave your blessing before you go. Let's give your blessing before you go. Let's give your New Year blessing before you go. Receive your first New Year blessing before you go. Don't leave yet. Turn around. Let's give you your New Year blessing before you go. Lift your hands up. This is a new blessing for the new year. You're receiving your first blessing. So we're going to make it a special blessing. Father, 
May they be blessed when they go out and when they come in. May they be blessed when they lie down and when they rise up. May they be blessed outside and inside. May they be blessed at all times. May they experience your supernatural power in their lives. As they expect great things in 2018, may they see the manifestation of those great things. Give them testimonies, God, that others will see and know the God that they serve and give you praise and give you glory. So now the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you in 2018 and may you prosper and may you give him all the glory and all the praise and all the honor. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Happy New Year!